is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, we're in quite a pickle, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who believe in American values, who believe in assimilation, who believe America has a culture, and who believe in the rule of law. We're in quite a little pickle here. We have one political party, the Democrat Party that is hell-bent on destroying this country. And I mean, absolutely mean it. They've embraced the progressive agenda which compels them to destroy that which exists. They don't view immigration as a way to determine who should come into the United States, as a way to secure the border and require people to come through the process legally, They don't view immigration through the eyes of the average American, which is, correctly, to determine whether immigration policies benefit America. None of these questions are being asked today. None of these questions are being asked today. We are being pushed by the progressive mob in the media, in the Democrat Party, and yes, in a substantial part of the Republican Party. There was a compromise piece of legislation proposed by the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Goodlad, who's retiring. He's not considered a big-time conservative, but he's right of center. And he put together a bill that was a compromise that granted seven to 800,000 DREAMers a pathway to legalization and subsequently citizenship. That wasn't enough. In his bill, he insists on securing the border, including $25 billion towards a wall. Rejected. Eliminating chain migration. Rejected. Eliminating the lottery. Rejected. Turning toward more merit-based Immigration. Rejected. The media all day long since that vote failed, 41 Republicans voted against it. Every Democrat and 41 Republicans. They've been calling it the hard right or right wing bill. Even though it provides a pathway to citizenship for almost a million illegal aliens. They're calling what is effectively an amnesty bill the moderate bill. So when you have this kind of demagogic propaganda coming from the media, and when you have the biggest political party in the country that insists on fundamentally transforming America, especially through the tools of immigration, and when you have a Republican party that is shifty, that is unprincipled, that puts a wet finger in the air to see which way the wind is blowing? I have to ask you, is it too late? Is it too late? 
to secure the border? Is it too late to have a lawful immigration system? There has been an endless effort over the last half century by the Democrat Party to change the American culture, to change demographics in this country, to change the citizenship, the citizenry rather, and to change the voter. Rather than the Democrat Party responding to the will of the people, the Democrat Party has decided to change the people, so they respond to the will of the Democrat Party. And many, many Republicans are on board for it. Because they buy into this notion that it's humane and compassionate to destroy your own country. Now, I want to think about other children right now. Your children. American children. How does this affect them? How does this affect them? Am I reading this right, Mr. Producer? Let's see. Just bear with me, folks. Apparently, Charles Krauthammer just passed away. He was uh, 68. You know, I enjoyed sparring with him from time to time. But he was a very, very brilliant man. And so uh, he just passed away. Very, very sad. Now let's get back to this. Let's get back to this question of have we lost the country when it comes to immigration? The Democrat Party has a goal. The Democrat Party um, can no longer win without racial and ethnic appeals. It's just the way it is. It can no longer win that way because it's chosen a certain path, a certain course. It doesn't view people as people. It views people in groups. Have we now reached the point that there are so many immigrants, legal and illegal, that we just can't win the day? I, this is a serious question. Now, I want to turn to children, American children. What does this do to American children? When the government not only doesn't advance assimilation, but advances the opposite. Open-ended immigration. When you watch these Democrats and these various journalists on TV, they don't talk about Americanizing immigrants. They don't talk about Americanization at all. We used to have immigration with assimilation. Now we just have immigration, and much of it illegal. Tens of millions of people here illegally. Their numbers are growing. And what about American kids? What about their opportunities? Nobody ever talks about it. What about jobs taken from them? Nobody ever talks about it. This is a big deal. It's happening already. Not only in low-skill, low-wage jobs, but also science, technology, engineering, and math. We're not even allowed to raise the question, and it'll never be raised. What is the purpose of the media in this country? 
if its goal is to advance the progressive ideology. We have so many forces in this country. These aren't conspiracies. They're in your face. That advance objectives and goals and so forth. That are gravely undermining this society. And so here we have a debate now over adults who bring children into this country illegally and whether they should be separated. And in order to try and drive this issue, there is a concerted campaign, first started by the ethnic front groups, then picked up by the media, now picked up by the Democrats, now picked up by some Republicans, who make the case that the fact of separating adult from child is like Nazi Germany. You must attack the process. You must attack the separation, even though separating parents and children occur in this country all the time, even if we had no immigration, when you enforce our criminal laws. I've been bringing that up since the beginning of this debate. And while some have repeated it, the fact of the matter is, it's not even part of the debate. Not on Capitol Hill, not in the media. They reject it. They censor it. What are the fact of the, the dangers of not having a secure border that encourages people to come to this country illegally and so forth and so Not even part of the debate. Not even part of the debate. What are the fact that prior administration, not even part of the debate. It is pedal, gas pedal pushed down all the way to open borders. No country can survive with open borders, none. No culture can survive, no civilization can survive. But I fear we're reaching a point given the demographics in this country where it's becoming politically more difficult and soon impossible to fix the course that we're on. Moreover, when you look at the federal courts, they're largely aligned against us. I don't mean to be dire. I'm not trying to throw wet blankets all over the place. I'm trying to be quite realistic about this. This should be a no-brainer. You secure the border, you do it with physical barriers, whatever you need to do it with. People who bring kids over here, they're as quickly as possible deported, and yet we have the courts that set up a very complex due process system and so forth and so on. Due process for what? You came into the country, now get out. We have uh, lawyers, domestic and foreign, who are advising people on how to break our laws, encouraging them to do so. And they continue to remain members of the bar. and They're proudly celebrated. I think this is a uh, very complicated matter. Those of us who believe in the rule of law, right from wrong, who revere the American culture, who are worried about the future of the country, who reject lawlessness, who reject the, uh, reject the progressive agenda... I think we're on defense. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
I say I would spar with Charles Krauthammer from time to time. But it's his death, knowing that it's kind of knocked me off my game here, hasn't it, Mr. Producer? But we will do our very best here. And, of course, we knew this was coming, and we wish his family all the best. Um, illegal immigration, which we're not allowed to talk about, because we're awful. Do you understand the Democrat argument, the media argument, constantly, that America sucks? That we would actually set up concentration camps and internment centers? Aren't you sick of hearing this for the last week? I'm so tired of this. And so I said, okay, let, let's look at this, because for the left, they have to build up the illegal immigrant as more noble than the citizen. They have to tear down the citizen as essentially loathsome. The left, which wants massive, big, centralized government, which always leads to some form of a police state, then trashes massive, big, centralized government as creating uh, you know, camps, internment camps, and, and so forth and so on. They're schizophrenic in their arguments, and yet they are very effective. You see they have the Republicans on the run on Capitol Hill. What a bunch of cowards. It's really unbelievable. So over at uh, National Review back in January of this year, Peter Kersenow, who is a very, very intelligent man. He is an attorney, a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. He may be the only Republican there. He took a look at this issue of crime. Pointed out that the GAO examined five states that had large uh, SCAP illegal alien populations. And um, they took a look at this. I'm looking here very quickly. Just bear with me. And here's what they found. In Arizona, about 240 illegal aliens were imprisoned for homicide-related offenses. In 2009, there were 3,484 total inmates incarcerated in Arizona state prisons for homicide and related offenses. First-degree murder, second-degree murder, murder, manslaughter, and negligent homicide. Removing the estimated 240 illegal aliens from that total leaves us with 3,244 citizens and legal residents in prison for homicide-related offenses out of a total of approximately 6.3 million residents. Pew estimates approximately 350,000 illegal immigrants lived in Arizona in 2009. That leaves approximately 6 million citizens and legal residents. This yields a rate of 68.57 illegal aliens imprisoned for homicide offenses per 100,000 illegal aliens in Arizona. That's much higher than citizens and legal residents imprisoned for homicide. California, there are 28,000 inmates incarcerated for homicide and related offenses in December 2009. Using GAO's 2008 estimate, there aren't any new numbers, by the way, there were approximately 2,430 illegal aliens in prison in California for homicide and related offenses. Wow. The total population of California was approximately 37 million. The illegal alien population, approximately 2.5 million. Applying the same analysis, this yields an estimated rate of 97.2 illegal aliens imprisoned for homicide and related offenses per 100,000 illegal aliens. 
and 74.1 citizens and legal residents in prison for a homicide and related offense per 100,000 citizens and legal residents. So you can see how significantly greater the percentage of illegal alien murders is than the percentage of citizen and legal resident murders in California. Florida, about the same. I'm having to do this quickly. New York, looking here. Uh, Let's see. Much higher rate of murder-related offenses by illegal aliens than legal residents and citizens. Texas, about the same. But you get the idea here. You get the idea. Here's my question to you. Why has, at least in recent times, has there never been a program on CNN or MSNBC or the usual alphabet soup? Not just on the greatness of illegal aliens in the country and their massive contributions, but what about the opposite? What about the opposite? I'll be right back. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. Let's go to Rob, Washington, D.C., the great WMAL. Go ahead. Hey, propaganda machine. Um, I was wondering. All right, you- get off the phone. You guys want to have a discussion with me? I've got no problem whatsoever. But you're in my house. I'm not the secretary of DHS in a Mexican restaurant where you can go in and scream at her and act like a bunch of barbarians. You want to have a debate on an issue? I love debating the left. You're going to come on this show and be a jackass that I will not tolerate. I'm sick of you folks using the F word. I'm sick of you folks talking about the Trump family the way you do. I'm sick of you votes. You you folks trashing conservatives the way you do. You want to come on this show and go nose to nose. I'm all for it. I love it. I've done it my entire life. You want to come on the show and be a jackass? You're gone. You're gone. I am tired of how the left manipulates this country. I am tired of the complete lack of substantive debating skills. It's just not going to happen here. Not going to happen here. You want to go toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose, I'm all for it. But I can tell a swine immediately. Hey, propaganda king or something. You know, you want to come on here and debate a fact or something? Let's do it. But that guy, that may be the way he talks to his wife. That may be the way he talks to his kids. Maybe the way he talks to his parents. But he ain't going to do it here. Peter, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. Um, As far as you saying, is it past the point of no return? I believe we're at the point where Texas is set to turn blue by 2024, given uh, demographic trends. And at that point, you're eventually, and and we're not talking maybe for a few decades, I think you're going to see a breakup. No, no, no. I've said it many times. If Texas goes, we cannot win the presidency. 
But that's you my point. And you you see the rise of the alt-right. If the you what? understand what the alt-right is, they're very concerned about not having any countries where they... Right, thanks are, for your call. What, what, Mr. Callscript, why are the nuts getting through? The alt-right and the other guy? Tom, Jefferson City, Missouri, the great KWOS. Go. Yes, uh, Mark, I, it's an honor to speak with you, I have to say. Thank you. Um, you were kind of sounding discouraged in your conversations about... Well, I'm not, I'm not really tap dancing about this stuff. I've got to be honest with you. Well, about the only thing that I can think of that we can do that you could, could help would be the, the country getting together as the states, the convention of the states. And limiting you think I could help that, huh? Maybe I'll write a book about it. <laughs> well, maybe the media could be limited in how they interact, you know, more fair and balanced. All right, all right, listen to me, listen to me. You don't embrace totalitarian tactics to win the day. Then you become them. Then you become them. You know, in the end, Tom, if the people don't want freedom, they're not going to have freedom. If they don't want a constitution, they're not going to have a constitution. If they don't want a sovereign nation, they're not going to have a sovereign nation. So, as you well know, I've been leading, in part, this Convention of States movement. I spent a year and a half of my life researching and writing a book about it, uh, helping the organization. I don't hear much from them anymore, but that's okay. And uh, that is something that I've been behind from the get-go. The Reagan Revolution, I was part of that as a young man, participating in the campaigns, working in that administration for eight years, taking time off from my career to do that. The Tea Party movement, I've been thoroughly involved in that over the years. I wrote Liberty and Tyranny, which was a very, very important book to that movement. Behind this microphone, I advance the cause of constitutional conservatism each and every day while other hosts are trashing it directly or indirectly or doing their lounge acts or whatever they're doing. I'm only one person. There's only so much I can do. But I will say this. I think there's a growing number of people in this country who are not virtuous. A growing number of people in this country who reject our principles. They have a political party now. They have media platforms. Uh, They have classrooms. And so I'm not saying it's irreversible. I'm saying we have quite a daunting challenge on our hands. When you look at the debate over the last week, you know, we have kids who come here not because we ask their parents to bring them, adults to bring them, or their parents to send them here without adult supervision. We put them in facilities. We do the very best we can. Many of them are living better than they did. Let's just be honest. Uh, from whence they came and you have a chorus of American haters of Trump haters a chorus of people who hate their fellow Americans you know we deplorables day in and day out given voice and so of course you can get down over this you all can get down over it I have to watch this every day too it's extremely troubling go ahead Tom 
One of the things that's preventing the public from seeing both sides of the situation is that they only get one side from the press. They only get it from the media. We need to be able to control that they get both sides. How are we going to control that they get both sides? What What do you have in mind? Legislation that... So in other words, you empower Congress, which is part of the biggest problem that we have, to write statutes that violate the First Amendment? <laughs> I suppose I'm asking for a lot, but... Well, I don't like what you're asking for. No offense. Uh, we need more competition of ideas. We need to push back. We need to make the best case that we can. And... Um, you know, we need to support those media outlets that uh, that do counter the uh, pervasive uh, progressive ideology that is in most of the media platforms. Thank you for your call. Wayne, Atlanta, Georgia, the great W-Y-A-Y. Go. Uh, Mark, thank you very much for taking my call. I just want to say God bless you and to you and your family as well for all that you do out here. Um, thank you. You too. Um, I just wanted to comment. Uh, you said you had posed the question earlier about... Uh, why do we think that the uh, these uh, news uh, left news media outlets like CNN and the others are out there not commenting one way or the other about uh, you know these illegal immigrants and stuff? And I had told your caller that it was my my personal belief is that uh, the reason these these news outlets are not uh, putting out whether positive or negative news uh, coverage about it because they're not being told to by those who uh, are pulling all the strings over there at those news stations, like the George Soroses, the Schumers. And the you know, rest. you know, I, I really don't think most of these hosts on these left-wing networks need George Soros or Schumer to pull their strings. I think they are of that ideology. I think Jake Tapper is a leftist. That's what his background shows. Don Lemon is a leftist. You can go right down the list. Chris Cuomo, part of a leftist family. I don't. I don't think you need George. I think George Soros helps fund these uh, these ethnic front groups and all these other, you know, protests and activities like that. But I think when it comes to the media, I don't think it's as simple as one guy, two guy, five guys behind the scenes. I think what you see is what you get. I think these people are committed, rabid, progressive ideologues. And I, I agree a hundred percent. I don't know why there is no way to put a muzzle on these people and to to hold them accountable for well I, I, I'm getting concerned how would you put a muzzle on these people well I mean I you know with with the freedom of speech it's just being you know we have many the, way, the way the way you put a muzzle on people like this is not watch them and not buy the products that are advertised on those shows but but you know, we had the gentleman before say Congress needs to pass a law. Well, that's crazy. No. These are the bill. These are the Bill of Rights. They're in the Constitution. Right. And there comes response. You know, we have many rights in this country. Many and, and you know, with rights comes responsibility. And it seems no, like it's not true. Unfortunately, is it? Well, you can be the biggest jackass neo-Nazi Klansman and you get on a soapbox responsible for nothing but hate and you're protected. And, and it's ridiculous because it never used to be that way, Mark. You know that. Um, you and I are about the same age. Well, it, it, but but it was. The Skokie decision was when I was a young man, the Supreme Court ruled that the Nazis could march 
through a predominantly Jewish town at that point in Illinois. Um, when you look at a number of the rulings of the court and positions that were taken, that was the way it was. But I, I don't know where we're going with this. I don't really see us making any progress spinning our wheels <clears throat> about uh, how the press needs to be muzzled, how the press needs to be controlled. The press is not going to be muzzled, and it's not going to be controlled. The only way you can handle this is through your own watching and listening uh, experiences and and the competition. And there is competition developing out there. Um, but still, they pretty much sing with one voice. Thanks for your call. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's the summer blowout sale from Chaminade. And right now, when you order Genesel, you'll get the new Genesel eyelid lift for droopy, saggy eyelids free. And for the first time ever, you'll also get the world-famous Chris Tallis Microderm Abrasion also free. Yes, the best sale of the year just got better. Now, here's Claire from Raleigh, North Carolina. She said, I've been using your products for three days. My husband already noticed the texture of my skin. It's looking so good. It feels nice and smooth with lots of moisture. The bags under my eyes are minimal now. So far, so good. You know, plus with its immediate effects included, you'll see results in 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Call 800-SKIN-604 or visit Genesel.com, 800-SKIN-604. Experience the power of looking and feeling your very best every morning and help Chaminade's commitment to that cause. Order today and say goodbye to bags and puffiness tomorrow. And right now, express shipping is also free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Or visit genucel.com, genucel.com. That's 800-SKIN-604. All right. Let's see if the callers can step it up a little bit here. Ron, Front Royal, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Mr. Levin, I just really appreciate your show. And I appreciate what you do for the America. Thank Um, you. I I would suggest to our Mr. President that he would do just like Reagan did that he would take it to the country once every month. And just just like this thing for these kids and stuff, if he had went out there and told, said, listen, I want to do a 9 o'clock show and, or, and had everybody to come or whatever, or, or, or do a... I, I, I could not agree more. I agree completely, because then he can at least have some input in the narrative. He's doing a hell of a job now. He's almost a one-man machine out there against the force, if you know what I mean. And I think that's a great idea. We've kind of touched on it a year or so ago, but I agree with you. Get out there and do that. And, and, I, and sir, I do. I, I don't know. Well, I get a lot of learning, a lot of school and listen to you. I'm 60 years old, and I've been listening to you ever since I've been able to get off work and listen. So well, I really appreciate what you do. Well, Ron, you're very, very kind, and I love it out there in Front Royal. You're very, very lucky the subway doesn't go all the way out there. Here I moved to where I moved, and they keep building the subway further and further and further. I want to be left alone. Come out Front Royal, give me a call, and I'll set you a good place <laughs> to eat. Um, uh, and and I, can I just, well, yes, sir. I just want to offer my condolences to uh, 
Yep. Mr. Krauheimer for passing, too. So anyway, I just appreciate you, Mr. Levin, and you keep up the good work. You too, and thank you, buddy. All right. Let's go to Martha. I can hear if my day comes, Mr. Uh, Producer, all the cheering and celebration that will go on. Martha, Vernon, New Jersey, the great WABC. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for taking my call, and God bless you for everything that you do for this country. Oh, you're sweetie. You are a hero, and I don't know how you do it, but you have quite a, you have some good. I, I admire you tremendously. <laughs> Thank I just you. Now, now you're you're hitting the you're hitting the phone buttons, but go ahead. Oh, am I? Okay. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make a couple of points. I was listening to your show about a year and a half ago. I've been listening to your show. I can't remember how long. Always. Um, I'm I'm in my mid sixties, and I came to this country as a Colombian immigrant in 1961. I was listening to your show about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, and there was a caller who pointed something out that I actually knew happened. Nikita Khrushchev had told Kennedy in 1961, his first year in office, little by little, we are going to brainwash your young people. I'm assuming that he meant the universities through the universities, Mm -hmm. and we are going to create chaos. And in 50 years, you're going to see the damage that we've done because we are going to change your country tremendously. And this is what I'm seeing a result of that. Uh, the other year, so I wanted to ask you about that and what you thought about that. But uh, just to make another two uh, more points that I wanted to make, uh, I blame the people of this country, especially we conservatives for a lot of the damage that has been done because we keep voting people into office that show signs that they are not true uh, uh, conservatives. And we keep voting these people in. And and, and yet, look, we voted Trump in, uh, who was not, quote unquote, a true conservative. And in many respects, not all, but many important respects, he has been. Oh, no, and I agree with you. I I tell you what, I was going to vote for Ted Cruz, and I I am so impressed with Trump. I am so happy that I actually voted for him because he is amazing, and boy, you talk about another person with guts. I admire him tremendously, and I agree with you that he's like a one-man show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but with this thing with Nikita Khrushchev and the universities, I, I, right. I'm the only conservative in my family. I grew up in Long Island. Mm-hmm. I have a brother who is a total leftist, uh, as far left as you can possibly go, and he thinks that uh, Pelosi and these people are wonderful, and, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm like the outcast of the family. Mm-hmm. But these are the people, uh, like Pelosi, McConnell, Schumer, Clinton, these are all the people that this guy was saying we're going to be brainwashed, all the college students. And all right. I mean, if you want I, to... I, I got your point. And, you know, I think Khrushchev was stating the obvious. And what's happened here, and I write about it in Plunder and Deceit, the way faculty are chosen is really quite incestuous. Uh, the vast majority of faculty come from a relative handful of Ivy League schools, at least the department leaders do. And they hire and hire and hire often from within, based on recommendations of certain ideological groupthink types and friends of theirs and so forth. It's a real 
you know, corrupt system in so many respects, the way it works. That's why conservatives have such difficulty breaking into it. Uh, and the few that do uh, sort of have to stay uh, undercover. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Bernie Sanders on CNN last night. Cut to go. The idea of tearing little children from the Now keep something in mind. This guy's a communist and he's worried about tearing little children. Go ahead. Putting them into detention cages uh, and then making a big deal about an executive order which may do absolutely nothing for these 2,300 children is literally beyond belief. Uh, Trump once again has lied. Uh, he told the American people that this was a uh, policy created by Congress, could only be uh, addressed by Congress. He was lying. Of course, it was a crisis that he created. No, 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 no. You see, the commies can't help but lie. This is a crisis created by Congress because at bottom they won't secure the border. They would secure the border. There'd be less illegal alien children coming into the country in American concentration camps and uh, internment camps. Right, Mr. Uh, Sanders? This was created by a liberal judge in 1997. There was a consent decree that you couldn't keep these kids more than 20 days. You know the story now. It's been said uh, over and over ad nauseum. Uh, What they want the president to do is not enforce the immigration laws. If he doesn't enforce the immigration laws, then these people are in the country. Uh, they're not subject to deportation. They're not subject to any kind of processes whatsoever. And so what the administration and certainly Republicans ought to be saying is these are open border Democrats who don't give a damn about the safety, well-being of the American citizen. These Democrats are lawless. They take an oath to uphold the law, but they defy the law. These Democrats don't have any problem with MS-13 gang members coming into this country, with surrogates for drug cartels coming into this country, with criminals of all sorts coming into this country, because it takes time to process these people. They don't come in and then suddenly confess to who they are and what they did. They hide behind these children. So the Democrats do not care about the well-being and safety of the American people. Moreover, they don't care about the well-being and safety of these children. We know that. Because this has been going on for some time. You know, Donald Trump didn't build these uh, detention facilities. Most of them were built before he became president of the United States. Donald Trump didn't enter into that consent degree in 1997. The Clinton administration did. Those photographs, most of them that you see on the Internet, those weren't taken during Donald Trump's presidency. They were taken during Barack Obama's presidency. These Democrats and Republicans in Congress, it is their fault. They've had decades to do something about this. Decades. The problem is they can't agree. The Democrats want everybody off scot-free. Everybody. 
sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, nullification of federal law, secession if necessary. Their talk has become vile and over the top. They become increasingly violent. Unbelievable. Trump created the problem, don't you know? Because he's trying to enforce the law. And it is a law. There is a law. And we know that now because the New York Times on the left has reversed course. Now saying that his executive order may not pass muster because of this court decision in 1997 in the Ninth District. Wow. So now we have a court decision that is the law, but the other day it wasn't the law. The other day, Schumer said he has to sign an executive order. He can do it with a pen. He signs an executive order. Now they say it's not as good as a statute, but we're not going to pass a statute. How many more times do we have to buy into the insanity of the left? Fools like Bernie Sanders who do not believe in liberty, who do not believe in individualism, who reject the founding of this country and just want to turn it into another third world throwback communist country. Oh, they can dress it up. Ooh, look at this, a socialist democracy. Next up, Elijah Cummings of Maryland. Cut three, go. And so we, we, we got to do better than this. I'm sorry. Um, we, and we've come to a new sense of normal where people may be uh, drinking champagne and said, oh, the president did something great. Let me ask you folks, are you drinking champagne and saying the president did something great? What kind of idiot is this? Another idiot. People drinking champagne. I mean, they can't even get their propaganda, their class warfare. They can't even get it straight. They're mumbling to themselves. Go ahead. He was supposed to do. He created this policy. Uh, He created what policy? Enforcing the law? And let's say he didn't have this policy. What would be going on, ladies and gentlemen? We know what would be going on, don't we? Open borders. Fundamental transformation. We exist for the Democrat Party, don't you know? We exist. That's the country, the Democrat Party. Elijah Cummings, Bernie Sanders, kooks. Now, this guy, Eric Swalwell of California, he's always on Fox. The guy has a TV camera glued to his face. And he is a pathetic, stupid propagandist. That's what he is. And there's Wolf Blitzer. Cut four. Go. The, the executive order that the president just signed directs the attorney general of the United States, Jeff Sessions, to modify what's called the Flores uh, Agreement, uh, which bans the federal government from holding children in detention longer than 20 days. Could this lead to children, together with their parents, being detained indefinitely? This could lead to family. Wow, what a tough question there, Wolf. What a t- he doesn't mention the judge is a leftist. He doesn't mention that the Clinton administration entered into the consent decree. He doesn't mention that this has been done under the Clinton administration, the Bush 43 administration, the Obama administration. No, 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 no. Nor do they have an answer. Well, what do you want to do about it, Wolf? Wolf. How do parents name their kids Wolf? Go ahead. Camps, uh, Wolf, and that is what Hold we- on, hold on. Go back to the top. Go ahead. The, the executive order that the president just signed directs the attorney general of the United States, Jeff Sessions, to modify what's called the Flores uh, Agreement, uh, which bans 
the federal government from holding children in detention longer than 20 days. Could this lead to children, together with their parents, being detained indefinitely? This could lead no. to... No! Just deport them. Go ahead. Let's do that. Notice they never use the word deport. Ever. Ever. Because that is a logical response. Congress can pass a statute expediting deportations. What's wrong with that? Go ahead. ...internment camps, uh, Wolf, and that is what we do not want to see. And, and the way to avoid that is to still follow that Flores decision. Ah, was- shut up, you idiot, with the internment camps. Next thing you know, you write a, uh, an op-ed. You'll put a wig on and a dress and uh, pretend you're a first lady. All right. Now somebody named Kurt Schrader of Oregon. Oh, this ought to be good. Cut five, go. Yesterday, the president didn't fix the immigration problem, and this House is not going to fix the problem here today. People are coming to our border, freeing, fleeing oppression and violence, turning themselves in and asking for our help. Some are, some aren't. Some are fleeing economic uh, problems. Some are criminals. Some are terrorists. Some are children. Some are not. You know, the whole panoply. But he doesn't care. It doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's out to make a point. Go ahead. Administration's response is try, to try and deter these immigrants by matching the cruelty they're fleeing. Well, what do you want to do, pal? Mr. Producer, I want you to listen to me. This guy, Kurt Schrader, Democrat Oregon, I want you to try to get him on the show tomorrow. Try and get him on the show tomorrow. Elijah Cummings, try and get him on the show tomorrow. Let's go down the list. Bernie Sanders, try and get him on the show tomorrow. And I'm going to ask them what they want to do about it. Okay? Let's go to Nancy Stretch Pelosi. Cut six. Go. It's so silly. It's a serious matter to protect our border. It's also a particular a partic- uh, a matter to protect our values. The- oh, and I, when it comes to protecting our values, don't we all turn to Nancy Pelosi? Nobody protects our our values more. Massive government spending, open borders. Late-term, partial-birth abortions, funding Planned Parenthood to the teeth, eviscerating our military, trashing law enforcement, undermining faith. That's our Nancy Pelosi, standing for American values. Go ahead. ...with zero tolerance, and, and that applies to those seeking amnesty. So undermines... Not amnesty, you idiot. Asylum. Asylum. She needs to be drug tested immediately. Go ahead. Country. Don't take it from me, the American Association, the American Evangelical. American Mm. Evangelical Association. Oh, now she quotes the American Evangelical Association. She doesn't quote them when it comes to abortion. She doesn't quote them when it comes to same-sex marriage. No, no, no. But now she quotes them. And by the way, barely is able to quote them. Go ahead. American, the U.S. Refugee Resettlement Program. Sounds like she always has celery in her teeth, doesn't she, or, or something. Yes, this is us. U.S., uh, what was it, the even, you know, those, you know, Peggy, that crowd. There's, yes. Go ahead. The crown jewel of American humanitarianism. What is that? What is the crown jewel of American humanitarianism? What is it? What is it from the leftists? Love to know what it is. Go ahead. 
Next one. Uh, the um, Democrats right. have taken full responsibility for securing our borders. Uh, whose borders? Ours or somebody else's? They've taken full responsibility for securing our borders? Like I say, drug tests. Go ahead. That is a responsibility that we have. But we don't think that we have to put children in cages to do it. Children aren't being put in cages, you moron. And they just get away with this. You know, Jake Tapper, you know, Trump lies. And I'm here. uh, Let me tell you, Jimmy Kimmel, I'm here to, to hold Trump accountable for his endless life. This woman lies through her false teeth all the time. Endlessly. Go ahead. Better way. And uh, the, the what is the better way? Hello. She's at a press conference. Where the hell the press? Yeah. You tell him, Nancy. Go ahead. Is either not knowing, not caring, delusional, and denial about his own policies being be, uh, outside the circle of civilized human behavior. Idiot. What an idiot. What a complete idiot. Go ahead. I'm going to speak on the floor in a minute, in a couple minutes, quoting Ronald Reagan and how great he was in recognizing the value. Oh, now that's funny. Now Ronald Reagan's great. I'm old enough to remember when they smeared Reagan, when they trashed Reagan. Reagan was an idiot. Reagan was a B actor. Reagan's going to get us all blown up. Reagan this, Reagan that. Now all of a sudden, I remember Reagan. Uh, Yes, yes. The good man, uh, Roger Reagan. It's Ronald Reagan. No, Rod, Roger. Uh, Ronald, Ronald, Ronald. Ronald Reagan. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Commerce to America and how that made America great. Every president in probably your lifetimes, Reagan, George Herbert Walker Bush, Clinton, George W. Bush, Obama, all of them were respectful of people. Oh, stop with your rambling, uh, imbecilic uh, comments. This president wants to give citizenship to 1.8 million dreamers. Barack Obama never even proposed that. Now, I'm against it, but let's just play along. Barack Obama never even proposed that. Yes, but he was very civilized, you know. The way he treated the Syrians over there with the red line, very civilized. Pulled out of the Iraq the way he pulled out there for the rise of ISIS. He was very, very civilized. Yes, he was. Go ahead. Respectful of people, recognizing their dignity and worth. This is the first. Oh, that's right. That's right. That partial birth abortion, that recognizes the worth of people, doesn't it? That Planned Parenthood, that recognizes the worth of people, doesn't it? Listen to this idiot. Cut eight, go. Have you talked to the speaker, though, about this issue, about doing some kind of bipartisan effort? They have not ever been interested. You know, they talk, oh. and you, sometimes you all repeat it, that it's a compromise. Yes, yes, it is yes, not yes. a compromise. No. It may be a compromise with the devil, but it's not Ooh. a compromise with the Democrats Ooh. in terms of what they have in their bill. And their bills are... You know, as the uh, left likes to say about Trump, I'll say it about Nancy Pelosi. She's got a screw loose boy, and I'm not kidding. I think she's mentally unstable and demented, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a professor who agrees with me. Just thank God she's not near the nuclear button. I'll be right back. Lovin.
buddies over at Right Scoop. They point out that the Supreme Court just gave the president another victory, which it did. Reuters reports the U.S. Supreme Court today expanded presidential control over pivotal jobs in federal agencies, ruling that the way the Securities and Exchange Commission selected its own in-house judges to enforce investor protection laws was unconstitutional. The justices overturned a lower court ruling that had endorsed the SEC's in-house judge hiring practice that operated autonomously from the president. Stick with me. This is very important. It actually relates to the Mueller matter. The high court sided with Ray, uh, Raymond Lucia, or Lucia rather, a California-based former radio host and investment advisor who challenged the SEC after being banned by one of its administrative law judges from investment-related work and fined 300000 for making misleading claims in his Buckets of Money Retirement Wealth Strategy. The justices agreed with Lucia and the Trump administration that the SEC had infringed upon powers assigned to the president in the United States of Constitution's Appointments Clause regarding the filling of certain federal posts. I don't know how the Supreme Court, how the nine members would vote when it comes to Mr. Mueller, but I will persist in making my argument that Mueller's appointment is unconstitutional. It doesn't mean all special counsel appointments are unconstitutional. It means his is. Because far too much power was conferred on an, on, on an individual who had been an inferior government employee, turning him into a principal government employee. Mr. Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, at that point the acting attorney general, simply does not have the power to confer that kind of authority on another individual. It belongs to the president through the nomination process and the Senate through the confirmation process. The appointment was defective. It was too broad. The oversight is de minimis. The elements in a decision by the Supreme Court 30 years ago, in my view, have been met. Morrison versus Olson. Now, I don't know how every justice would vote, but the case I've been making, the case Professor Calabrese has been making, has been dismissed by individuals who don't know any better. And I'm telling you, that I know what I'm talking about. Again, how the Supreme Court rules is one thing, but I think it's a strong case because it is based literally on what the Constitution of the United States states. I'll be right back. Conservative. No ifs, ands, or buts. Call in at 877-381-3811. You know, a lot of people at a time like this like to say how well they knew Charles Krautheimer, and many did. I didn't know him very well. I think I met him once, and it was at a Redskins game. And I'm pretty certain my wife Julie was with me. Or one of the kids, but I think it was Julie. And uh, we were in the owner's box. And he was eating hot dogs with, his, I guess they called it his good hand. But, he, but, you know, I was amazed. But I did say to him, I had understood you were going to write a book, you know, 
with unique ideas and so forth, and you wound up with a book that is a collection of some of your best and absolutely brilliant columns that you chose, compilation of your columns. What happened? And he said to me, I can't do the columns the way I want to do the columns and write a book at the same time. In other words, he put a lot of thought into these columns that he wrote, a great deal of thought. He didn't just slapdash stuff, which is why they were so smart, whether you agreed with them or not, whether you agreed with him or not. You really had to think about it. I don't think he was pretentious. That is, that he was sitting there saying, I'm the smartest guy on the block. Look at me. Look at me. I'm an intellectual. He didn't have to. This is what I was explaining the other day. He just was. You don't have to self-identify. He just was. Doesn't mean you always agree with him. But it does mean you got to have to respect what the guy wrote and try and figure it out, see where you do and don't agree. And I really respected him for what he said because it is hard work to write a book if you're serious about writing a book. And I'm not a columnist, but it's obvious if you want to be a great columnist, it is hard work. I mean, you have to have the basics, too. You've got to be really sharp. He had that in spades. But I'm saying it's hard work to write a great column. It's no work to write a quick column. You'll see a lot of these columnists, they're all over the Internet. They're popping off all the time. They're writing things real fast, you know, because the number of hits they get, and it's important to have 12 articles out there every week and so forth and so on. I barely read people like that. I barely read them. Because I know those pieces can't be that thoughtful. I've pointed out to you, in my opinion, for some time that there is a dearth of serious conservative thinkers today. They're egomaniacs, they're narcissists, but there are a handful. There are a handful. I happen to think Charles was wrong in many respects about Donald Trump, but I understand why he said what he said for the most part and where he got to where he got. He was not a never-Trumper. He didn't want to sabotage the president. But I think in many respects he came around. Not as a cheerleader, but he came around because he thought things through. I used to joke about him having been a Walter Mondale speechwriter. He was. He was a Democrat. But he said in response to me, and he said in response to anybody, that when Reagan became president, he realized that he was no longer a Democrat. And by the way, that happened to a lot of people with Reagan. Reagan made a huge difference. It's also why I think it's important to communicate ideas. To communicate ideas. You heard me the first hour of the show. I was kind of down. I get down. Honestly, I was doing fine until I had to announce his passing. Crowdheimer's passing. It kind of threw me off. 
just being honest with you, I wear it on my sleeve. I tell you exactly what's going on. But it's important to make the case to as many people as you can. I'll give you an example. You might be listening right now. I had no idea that Susan Rice's son was listening to my show. None whatsoever. And yet he has said, and it is a great honor, that that I have, through this show, have had an influence in the way he sees the world. I get calls like this all the time. Let me tell you something. That's the greatest feeling in the world. Not from an ego perspective, but from an achievement perspective. This radio show. Ask Mr. Bedouza. Open your, open your microphone, Rich. I'm sending you information, research, articles, uh, notes I might write. What time do I send them? All hours of the night. I'm sleeping. One, All two, three, hours, four. day and night. Thank you, sir. I can't shut it off. I can't shut it off. Not because I'm smarter than anybody else, because I think I have an important responsibility to talk to you when I have a format like this. And when this format ends, and it will one day, and I may even celebrate it when it ends. Maybe I'll take up podcasting. Maybe I'll write more frequently. Who knows? There are different phases in your life. You never know. You also never know what people are experiencing. You don't know if they're sick. You don't know if their mother is sick. You don't know. Anyway, I'm kind of rambling, aren't I? What do you want me to do, Rich? You know, as high schoolers graduate, are they heading to places where they'll learn why America is the world's freest nation? That we're the first country founded on the principle that all men are created equal? Will they be taught the Constitution, our rich history, or what makes America great? There is a place where students study these truths. It's called Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students study what is true, good, and beautiful. By putting in the work to understand these things, students graduate ready to lead. As Vice President Pence said at commencement this year, Hillsdale students learn not what to do, but what to be. Hillsdale also offers its stellar education to you. To earn Primus, free online courses like Constitution 101, Every American can learn like a Hillsdale student from the same professors, by the way. And most remarkably of all, Hillsdale provides this service to our nation without taking a single penny of taxpayer money. Not one penny. I encourage you to learn how Hillsdale can serve you at a website just for you, my beloved audience. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. I will be on Hannity's TV show tonight. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. That's 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. Hannity's TV show on the Fox News Channel. All right. I don't want to get too melancholy. Let's take a few calls here. Let us go to uh, Elvis, Queens, New York, the great WABC. Go, please. Sir, thank you for having me on the show. Best show ever. Um, one thing that I like, uh, that I've been questioning myself, what is the point of having TSA 
uh, with all this equipment and, and, and face recognition equipment that we spend so much money in, and if our borders are open. And the president. Well, sir, it's like a concentration camp, don't you know? Ask the left. They want to see. Show us your papers. They want to see our papers. They want to send us through machines. They want to see us through our clothing. They want to pat us down. Just like the Third Reich, huh? Now, of course, that's not true. But, of course, if we were left-wing kooks or media analysts, that's exactly what we should be saying. Go ahead. And number two, the president is absolutely right about most of these Central American people that immigrate to the United States. It's people, some of these people that they travel with kids, they're not even their kids. They're somebody else's kids. That they and you're, and you're originally country. from Central America, correct? Correct, yes. Zero education, the adults and the kids, because they come from from the deep part of uh, of the small villages into the country, that they have zero education. There is no hospitals, there is no schools, there is no nothing. they farmers, you understand, that they yes. never go to school, not even to first grade. And it's, it's very difficult for them to come to the United States. And, and they wind up in the United States. They wind up wards of our country. We try to figure out what to do with them. And the Democrats in this country just trash us, trash us, trash us. Elvis, thank you for your call. One of the things that uh, really amazes me, how little these same left-wing Democrats and the media talk about the poor and disadvantaged in our country. Now, I said, well, they always say, no, no, no. When they're on these, these uh, cyclical kicks about immigration and so forth, they never talk about um, our poor people, our poor minorities. They just go off and off and off on illegal alien kids. Anyway, let us go to Eric Naples, Florida, Sirius Satellite. Go, sir. Yes. Hey, Mark. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I've been a listener for quite some time, and uh, I consider you to be a, a real patriot. And uh, thank you'll you. go down in history as playing a vital I don't think time, so, but, but thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to call because of uh, what, what you were talking about a little earlier with respect to how do you deal with a biased media that's completely in the tank for the DNC and the left? And I think the solution is pretty simple. And the solution is just the, pre- the press credentials. You know, press credentials should mean something. They should mean that you're an unbiased arbiter of a significant portion of the First Amendment. And if you're not, you shouldn't have them. And these media. So you, outlets, so you want the president to take the credentials away? Well, I'm not sure it's as simple as that, but I think that uh, the criteria that needs to be met in order to uh, to have credentials needs to be much stricter. I mean, you, you need to be unbiased. You can't be a propagandist. And I see the majority of the mainstream media... Let, let, let me just say this to you before we run out of time. There's something to what you're saying. I mean, as a general rule, I would disagree with you. But on the other hand... Um, I agree with you this respect. Jim Acosta is not a reporter. He's a uh, drama queen or a drama king. That's what he is. There's others there who have as their purpose uh, basically just to throw tantrums. And to that extent, I agree with you because those individuals are doing an enormous disservice to the country, not only because they're ideologues on the left, 
but because they're disrupting the attempt by other reporters to actually glean information from the administration. So there's something I, 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 there's something to what you're saying in that regard, I believe. Yeah, I, I think I think the majority of mainstream media nowadays are they're nothing but propagandists and they're towing the line, towing the water for the Democratic Party and the left. You know, the narratives are all coordinated. They all seem to be timed just precisely right. And I, and I don't even think they have to actually contact each other. They just listen and watch each other and the group think kicks in. Well, look at look at this week. You know, look look at the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the announcements that came out with respect to uh, to the special law. Uh, the uh, I forget his the guy's to name to the inspector general. Inspector general, correct. By, and by the way, incredible things going on at the FBI. Outrageous things. The 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 level of uh, of deceit and dishonesty and politicization. And the abuse of power, I have never seen anything like this at the highest levels of the FBI. And they could talk about J. Edgar Hoover all they want. Mm -hmm. And you're right. And here we are debating something that actually started in the Clinton administration, worked its way uh, really to a pinnacle in the Obama administration. You have a president trying to do something about it. And, of course, you're right. The media kick in to, uh, to focus the nation on another issue. Great call, Eric. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what I'm sitting in right now? My favorite chair. Doesn't matter what chair I have in any other room of the house. In my bunker, I have my X chair. It's more comfortable than a leather chair I have. It's more comfortable than a big chair with big pillows that I have. It's more comfortable than any of our sofas. I'm not kidding. And it's at my desk. And during the breaks, I lean back. It's got back support. It's got neck and head support. But just, it kind of just forms around your body. Molds around your body. And gives you the ideal posture and comfort. It's built for real human beings. Let me put it to you that way. So the X from X chair is not only the most modern and stylish piece of furniture I own, it is by far the most luxuriously comfortable. It is the most luxuriously comfortable chair I've ever owned. And it's right here in the bunker. I'm sitting in it now at my desk. I put a photo of it on my Facebook site if you want to take a look at it. So don't waste another day in that generic chair you've been using. Get an X chair, and you'll feel the difference. You can get it at home, get it for your office. If you have a small business, you can get it for your entire office. It definitely will increase productivity. You'll have happy employees. I'm telling you the truth. This chair is unbelievable. Here's a special deal just for my listeners, and I'm telling you it's just for my listeners because – when I originally sat down with the folks at X-Chair, I sat there for 90 minutes, my wife and I did. And I tried out their different chairs, and I immediately found the chair that I loved. It's my X-Chair. Here's what I want you to do. Go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com. That's simple. Go there right now. You get 100 bucks off right off the top. That's xchairlevin.com, or give them a call, one 844 4X chair. Simple. 1 844 
4XChair. If you're in your car, give them a buzz. X-Chair comes with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. Now, if you go to xchairlevin.com and use code LEVINFOOTREST, well, you'll get a free footrest with your chair. I'm using that right now, too. I'm telling you, it's luxurious. xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com. Use code LEVINFOOTREST. Get your free footrest. Get your X chair. It'll change. It'll change everything when you sit in it. How you do your work, how you do your hobbies. It'll help your back. You know, I've had a little disc problem on my back. I don't even feel it in this chair. That's xchairlevin.com. Check it out. I'm quite serious. All right, let's let's see what's cooking out there. We don't have a lot of time in the remainder of this hour. Sabas, Brownsville, Texas, the great KTSM. Quickly, go. Mark, real fast, uh, it's an honor to speak with you, sir. I listen to you. You, you give me all the facts I need. I live in Brownsville. Uh, it's a Hispanic community, a very left uh, city, so I'm kind yeah. of a minority, but we're making progress. I was into you. your monologue, yeah. what you were saying about the, the changing of our nation. It's not going to happen if, if we, there's enough of people like us around to spread the facts. They can spew all the hate they want, but we have facts, and we know that the Democratic Party has become the party uh, it's a cable. It's a cable uh, service provider party. They don't take care of their customers. They bring in new customers. They want to offer all these new things, deals to the to the illegals to get their vote. While their base, their Democrat voters, they're suffering and they're seeing it. They're seeing it, and I know because I'm spreading the facts down here, sir. And I'm Sabas, let me just say this to you: You're an inspiration in Brownsville, Texas. Keep it up, brother. Keep it up, and thank you for your call. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. One hour left. Brooke Baldwin is a CNN host, and something very interesting happened today, Uh, excuse me, yesterday. She had a left-wing Democrat on, uh, Senator Tammy Baldwin, Democrat of Wisconsin. And she asked her a question, the question that I keep asking, and this is instructive for the administration and every Republican out there and every conservative out there. The Democrats do not want to say that they support open borders. They do not want to say that all these people should be released even though they're here illegally. They don't want to say it, so force them to say it or or force them to look stupid if they don't say it. Let me show you. Cut 10. Go. So as so many people in this country are certainly outraged by the cages and the thermal blankets and the facilities housing these kids, you know, they were all there in 2014 under President Obama. And my question to you, Senator Baldwin, is did you speak up against them then? You know, on the on this issue that we 
get into a moment where we're making progress, and then when it uh, when it stalls, let's just stop. You can see how utterly dishonest the woman is, and she's turned herself into an intellectual pretzel. And you'll hear her ramble on. Go ahead. I think we all need to continue to be focused on it and press it through. The American people need confidence that we can solve problems. Nobody believes that we have uh, an immigration system that works. It is broken. It needs fixing. But we've just got to resolve to do that. But were you worried about it then? Did you raise your voice under the Obama administration? You know, in numbers of cases, usually uh, I remember a constituent who was in detention at the border, uh, arguably uh, very inappropriately, um, and we, uh, you know, we raised our voice in that instance and many others, but that's, uh, we've got to do this now in unison. It's not enough to do it case by case or senator or house member by house member. We've got to resolve to fix this issue. So when we had these uh, so-called Nazi uh, concentration camps and German internment camps in the prior administration, she did nothing. Maybe brought up one or two cases. But now we all need to speak with one voice. Now, you know, this is a completely fabricated so-called scandal. Then you have Chuck Schumer saying we can't pass legislation. The president can do this on his own. The president signs the executive order. The ACLU and others are going to take him to court to argue that that doesn't work. It's illegal. And so here we are. And the media helped promote this. Anyway, I heard this earlier today, and I thought you'd want to hear it too. But there's something else that took place today at a hearing that's actually quite crucially important. Ever hear of Michael Daniel? I'd never heard of him. Michael, Dan- Michael Daniel. Michael Daniel is the former Obama administration National Security Council cybersecurity coordinator. I didn't remember his name. But I remember he appeared in one of these books. And I remembered what he said. And he's in front of this Senate committee. Yesterday. James Reich, who is a senator from Idaho, and I must say, I don't know of him well, but the more I hear this man speak, the more impressed I am with him. Now, I want you to listen very, very carefully to this. I don't do clips to fill time. I do clips to make a point. Remember, this is the former Obama administration National Security Council Cybersecurity Coordinator. Cut 14. First, you'll hear Senator Reich. Go. There's a a quote I want to read you from an article that appeared of what happened in late August uh, of 2016. At his morning staff meeting, Daniel matter-of-factly said to his team, it had to stop working on options to counter the Russian attack. Quote, we've been told to stand down. That's a quote from you. Daniel Prito, one of of, uh, Daniel's top deputies, recalled, quote, I was incredulous and in disbelief. It took me a moment to process. In my head, I was like, did I hear that correctly? End quote. Then Preto asked, quote, why the hell are we standing down? Michael, can you help us understand? Question mark. End quote. Is that an accurate description of what happened? 
So that is an accurate rendering of the conversation at the staff meeting, but the uh, larger context is something that we can discuss in the uh, in the classified session. Um, but I can say that um, there were many concerns about uh, the uh, widespread how many people were involved in the in the development of the options, and so the decision at that point was to neck down the number of people that were uh, that were involved in developing uh, our ongoing response options and um, it's not accurate to say that all activities ceased at that point. What about your uh, area uh, of supervision? Did it completely cease as far as that was concerned? No, we shifted our focus uh, in that September and October time frame to focus heavily on better protecting and assist assisting the states in better protecting uh, the electoral infrastructure and ensuring that we had as great a visibility as possible into what uh, the uh, Russians were doing and developing our uh, essentially an incident response plan for Election Day. And you've and you've described that. But as far as your cyber response, you were told to stand down. Is that correct? We were uh, those actions were put on the back burner. Yes, we were. Uh, and th that was no that was not the focus of our activity during that during that time period. So the Russians are committing cyber warfare against us. They're interfering in our election. And they're told to stand down in the context of don't take them on. You can play defense. You can try and protect various infrastructures and so forth. But whatever you do, don't fight back. That's what that means. This is damning of the Obama administration, and it has received exactly zero attention on the network news programs. Zero. And it's damning. You have one of the victims here, Donald Trump, he and his world under investigation. All this corruption at the highest levels of the FBI, all this unmasking of American citizens by our intelligence agencies, the abuse of the FISA warrant process, the leaking, the obstruction when it comes to Hillary Clinton, the lying to Congress, the withholding of documents from Congress, all involving individuals who worked in or are holdovers from the Obama administration. And there's no special counsel. No demand that Barack Obama testify under oath to any prosecutor. None whatsoever. No demand that his national security advisor, his deputy national security advisor, get interviewed by the FBI. It's incredible. All of this occurred during the Obama administration. And these Democrats and the media are out there saying the President of the United States, Donald Trump, is a threat to the Republic, he's a threat to the Constitution, he's a threat to the free press. It's, uh, it's Alice in Wonderland out there. I'll be right back. Lovin. Just a quick reminder... 
told you about the Supreme Court uh, and its decision on the appointments clause. Our buddy over there at the Right Scoop, Brian, he uh, he posted something I wanted to play for you. Something I said not that long ago. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. So this president is exercising powers that are not granted to him under the Constitution. So let me make a suggestion. Those of you who have to deal with this new phony consumer finance institution, those of you who have to deal with the National Labor Relations Board, any decisions that come down from these entities, any regulations that come from these entities, sue them. I'm helping as a litigator. Sue them because they're acting ultra-virus. They're acting without authority because the people at the top of these entities making these decisions are not holding office under the Constitution. You, the people who are affected, the groups, the businesses who are affected by these entities, you have the power to litigate against them. Do it. Do it. And if you're large and you have a budget for this, Every time they issue a decision, a regulation that adversely affects you, sue them and challenge their authority to make these decisions, given the unconstitutional nature of the appointments of the people who oversee these entities. I know what I'm talking about. I don't have standing to do it because I don't have any issues in front of these fools. But those of you who do, Chamber of Commerce, individuals, you do have that power. And all the rest of us, we have a power, too, to throw these bastards out of office before it's too late. All right. There we go. There we go. All right. Let's see what I... Oh, I wanted to mention one other thing here uh, before I get to the callers here. Jeff Flake. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Republicans in the Senate have been staying in session longer than normal, even though it's an election year, for a third of them, that is a third of the senators, because they're trying to approve, that is confirm, particularly circuit court judicial nominees. And the reason is the Democrats have used every trick in the book to slow the process down. So to their credit, they're staying in and they're trying to get more and more of these would-be judges confirmed. Now, part of the problem is on the Senate Judiciary Committee, there are 11 Republicans and 10 Democrats, so they cannot afford a single Republican to jump ship, to be absent, and so forth. One of the Republicans on that Senate Judiciary Committee, you may be familiar with his name, it's Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake. According to a report, Jeff Flake is not only threatening, but apparently is about to undertake really a, such a, an unconscionable and irresponsible position it, uh, I wanted to share with you. That if we don't allow more tourism to Cuba and if the president keeps imposing tariffs Jeff Flake will vote with the Democrats to prevent constitutionalists from being appointed to these crucial circuits. Now, 
I don't care what your view is on traveling to Cuba. I mean, I care, but under these circumstances, is that not odd? More travel to Cuba? And when it comes to tariffs, Jeff Flake is no more free trader than I am. But you are going to punish the American people by leaving slots open on the circuit courts? Perhaps one day for a left-wing Democrat to fill? Or to allow these circuits, which are already loaded up with Obama judges? You're going to allow that to continue? Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Flake is a nut job. He's a nut job. Any Republican senator on that committee could throw a wrench into the works if they don't get what they want at any particular time on any particular issue. But it seems to me you don't mess around with the third, the Article Three branch of government when circuit appointments are so crucially important that you hold them hostage to your favorite issues. And I must say, it is enormously peculiar that he's so concerned about travel to Cuba. We even had to reduce significantly our staff at our wonderful new embassy there that uh, Obama put in place because apparently the Cuban government is really into... uh, What is it that they're doing? These attacks... Sonar attacks, sonar attacks, we're not sure. On the staff there, where people actually are having brain damage, hearing damage, and so forth and so on. These high-frequency uh, waves and so forth. And this is a Jeff Lake issue. Not that in particular, but tourism in Cuba. So for that reason and the tariff reason, he wants to hold up judges. And you see, he's a conservative. Just ask him. He's no conservative. He's a moron. He's a moron. Absolute moron. Do you agree with me, Beth? Kansas City, Kansas, the great KCMO? Uh, Sure. Yes, I do agree with you. And I wanted to say that for years, even though it looks very bleak, you've just reminded me for years of a little miniature Samuel, like from from the book of Samuel, And what you do is important, even if it goes as bad as we can imagine it can go. You know, you used to say you're banging the pots and pans. And it is important to tell people what they're throwing away. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is what they're doing. And it's amazing. They call themselves progressive. They're as regressive as you can get because they give the same reasons that the people gave Samuel. They want to be Mm -hmm. like everybody else. They want a king to take care of them. You know, they want to be protected. It's going to go the same way it went for way back then, century, you know, millennia ago. And you can look south. You can look at Venezuela, all these failed states, Nicaragua, Cuba, Bolivia. I mean, how many more examples do we need? Or you can go, you can look at uh, at Europe and you can look at... uh, at Asia, with 100 million people murdered in, under the flag of uh, communism. Oh, we're not communists, you know. We're not communists. Well, what are you? Mm-hmm. Well, what yeah. are they? You don't have to know history. Just even current events will tell you. Yeah, there's just, they don't want truth. Tell me, tell me this, uh, Beth. When is the last time a leading Democrat promoted anything that enhances individual liberty? 
I can't Anything. remember it. All I've ever, they've always, the thing I always remember them from when I was a teenager is we've got to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing I always get from them. All right, Beth. Thank you for your very kind call. I appreciate it. Think about it, folks. I'm quite serious. When is the last time you heard a Schumer or Pelosi or their ilk promote any idea that would result in the expansion of individual liberty? It's always the government will do this, will redistribute wealth, take this from that guy and give it to this guy. This group is put upon, that group's put upon. Never. They never talk about individual liberty. Yet that goes to the heart and soul of the founding of this republic. Individual liberty. I'll be right back. America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. You know, the uh, Democrats keep talking about Japanese internment camps. You know who set up Japanese internment camps? The Democrats. They were set up via a military order by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The Democrats set up the Japanese internment camps. And 120,000... Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent were forcibly placed into those Democrat Japanese internment camps. Maybe when I'm on Hannity tonight in about an hour, I'll remind the whole world about that, Mr. Producer. What do you think? You know, there's a kind of identity theft that I'm just learning about, and it just shows how cyber thieves will never, ever stop trying to steal your identity. Why? Because it's virtually priceless on the black market. Synthetic ID theft. Ever heard of it? It's when thieves take pieces of personal information from various people and create a fake persona. And it's incredibly difficult to catch since there's not a complete ID to match against. But my ID care covers you for even this sophisticated kind of scam. You know, no one can protect you 100%, but my ID care offers best in class protection and gives you a 100% identity recovery guarantee. If you do fall victim or your money back, none of the others do that. With plans less than 10 bucks a month, it's time to let my ID care take care of you. Credit freezes alone won't protect you from all nine types of identity theft, but my ID care will. Learn more and get 15% off at myidcare.com slash mark promo code mark. It's long, so here we go. Myidcare.com slash mark promo code mark where it's easier than ever to enroll well yes all right let's take some calls james charlottesville virginia on the mark levin app go sir mr levin it is an honor to speak to you I, thank uh, you my friend spoke with you a couple months or a couple years ago actually when i was stationed in south korea and it's an honor to speak with you when i'm back home now thank and, you and uh, welcome I, back Thank you. It is, it's great to be back. Um, I, uh, I just wanted to uh, just kind of make a point. I, I think the Democrats need to be careful what they wish for here. You know, you've got Chucky over there in the Senate talking about 
demanding that the president use a pen and, and sign an executive order uh, with regards to this immigration issue, even offering him, you know, even offering a pen to him to sign. And instead, what he's kind of demanding is almost a, as a, a law maker, demanding that the enforcer of the laws uh, do almost like a line item veto of the law and just pick and choose which part of the law to enforce. And I think that maybe it's political expediency on, you know, the Democrats part right now to try to demand that and, and maintain the narrative. But in the end, if they're, they're demanding that the commander in chief here, the president, uh, just pick and choose which part of the law that he wants to enforce. I think that could really come back to bite them later on. down. You know, the line. it could, but I'm of two minds on this. Number one, I believe in constitutional republicanism. And the more we're like the Democrats, the more we're like the Democrats. On the other hand, if we play by the Marcus of Queensberry rules while they're playing by UFC rules, we're going to get creamed every time. So yep. it does create a conundrum, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, and I think it's a conundrum they, they seem to understand very well, especially with the media completely on their side. I mean, they can pretty much do and say whatever they want right now. And uh, and we'll have the media. Well, they're one and the same, aren't they? They are. Have yeah. you ever seen the groupthink media really disagree with the groupthink Democrats on much? I have. Not. As I've said before, when is when is the last positive Donald Trump story you saw on MSNBC? When I, when is the last positive Donald Trump story you saw on the front pages of the Washington Post or New York Times? They may have been out there, but they're few and far between. So this vast government, the president making all these decisions, and uh, there's a dearth of stories. It's like I've been saying about the FBI scandal. How many pro-Trump texts out of all those tens of thousands of texts by the various senior FBI officials have they found? Not one. Yeah. Where are all the pro-senior FBI officials? Not one. Yeah. Tells you everything you need to know. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. It's it's something that uh, I never thought I would see in my lifetime, and um, it's something that uh, just scares me to death that I have a five-year-old son who, you know, growing up to – in a, in a situation like this in our country where I, I don't see how it's almost like the, the Democrats and the media put all their their chips in, in all of this. There's all right, no my friend, you're right. I appreciate your call very much and your service. Let's continue. Let us go to Alex, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me on your show. Yes, sir. Yes, so apparently the Mexico government doesn't care about <clears throat> their own people going over the border. And I was uh, thinking about coming up with a legislation or regulation in which we charge, we build the country of origin of the illegal alien for their services. Let's say if a woman has a baby in the U.S., she's from Guatemala, we send Guatemala government a bill for the for the. I like that idea. Problem is, they won't pay it. But so what, right? We have, we hold a tab on them. Correct. Exactly. And yeah. and that's the only way we're going to be able to put a little bit of pressure on their side of the territory so they can start putting a halt on people coming over to this side. Because they're going to get a bill. 
Anybody that comes here, if, they, if the service is rendered to them, we're going to send a bill to the embassy. We have mm-hmm. uh, four babies. We got to pay the doctors. You're going to get a bill. You have to pay for this. If you don't pay for this, then, then you know, something legally has to be done about it. All right, I agree with you. All right, my friend. See, you're productive. You should be a member of the United States Senate. Member of the United States Senate. Why not? Frederick, Poughkeepsie, New York, the great WKIT. Go. Yes, sir. I have a question. It's a I guess it's a constitutional question because I spent 14 years in military intelligence and I got a very cynical attitude about government. Mm-hmm. When McConnell said that he was going to keep the Senate in session and not go into recess, I, my first thought was that he was going to prevent Mr. Trump from doing recess appointments. No, so no, no, no. Is, That's, there, he, he, he's already announced why he's doing it. All right. Uh, I didn't know if there was a particular disadvantage or an advantage to recess appointments for the president. Or well, right now they wouldn't be useful because they last till the end of the congressional term. So this September, then you got to do them again. Would, you'd have to do them again. All right. Yeah. Well, I just thank you for your clarification. Now, now, but but now that that said, I know why they're in session. They've announced it, and they're trying to get these judges confirmed. So you got to give them points for that. Well, that helps me not be so cynical. That not me in this one case. They may be doing it, but you know, <laughs> well, otherwise, for you know, side anywhere I can find it. You know what? That's okay too. All right, my brother. You take care. Let's continue. Did I mention I'm going to be on Hannity on Fox at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time? 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time? Anyone give a damn? Probably not. Joe, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. How you doing? I'm all right, my friend. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Um, Give peace a chance. I just want to make a comment. Uh, when was the last time the Democrats actually got together to help the United States veterans of this country as much as they want to help people who have not done anything for us? If anybody should get a free pass, I think the veterans. I'm a Marine Corps veteran myself, and I believe that uh, you know they're really showing their true colors by putting other people first. I, I think this is a great point. I think I mentioned it earlier this week. Maybe I didn't, but I thought I did. And uh, you're quite right. The the amount of attention, and it's not only this case, the amount of attention paid by our elected officials on foreigners trying to get into this country and then penetrating our borders and getting here illegally is unmatched by any other issue. Am I wrong? You are not wrong, sir. Not wrong. And the VA, you're I- right. Why don't they spend... Three weeks, two weeks on the VA, as long as at least they've spent on Stormy Daniels. What would be wrong with that, sir? There would be nothing wrong with that, but that's not what the agenda is. I I don't know if they're just, well, it goes back to looking for votes again, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, It's just, uh, anyway, you're right. And thanks for your service, my friend. Let us continue. Steve, Farmingdale, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hi, I'm Mark, and thanks for taking my call. I was yes, just uh, hoping to mention that we have a lot to be thankful and positive for, mm-hmm. especially since the left has usurped Hollywood and the media and the newspapers and the universities, and they're still losing elections, especially the last two midterms and uh, the White House. 
Imagine if uh, those agencies, or half of them, were constitutionalists. It'd uh, be a whole new day in America. And we have you too, Mark, to be thankful for. So well, I, think, I think we got a lot to look I, I can say to. this to you. I'm thankful for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a very nice call. I appreciate it, sir. That's Steve from Farmingdale. Good man. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Would you pay your hard-earned money to join an organization that fought tooth and nail for a government-run health care system, a.k.a. Obamacare? How about an organization that scripted portions of White House speeches behind closed doors to ensure the passage of Obamacare? Or an organization that stood against tax cuts for middle-class Americans and small business owners? Would you join an organization like that? No? Well, ladies and gentlemen, don't join the AARP because I just described it to you. Join AMAC. AMAC is the conservative alternative. AMAC offers an alternative to just about every great discount and benefit that's available. You don't need to get those from the AARP, but without the liberal agenda. Become an AMAC member like I am right now at AMAC.us. Now, wouldn't you rather belong to an organization that fights for your values, like protecting our borders by enforcing common sense immigration laws, Supporting small businesses and standing up for your individual God-given freedoms? AMAC is the way to go. There's a ton of work to be done. And AMAC is asking that you help them fight the good fight by becoming a member today. The benefits are great, but the cause is even greater. Join right now at AMAC.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Because AMAC is better, better for you, and better for America. Well, let's continue, shall we? Jonathan, Ontario, California, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, I just wanted to give the point of view from a Hispanic American. You know, I I'm, I'm, was born in the United States. Both of my parents are from Mexico. They came over here the right way. And you know what? I don't think we should be having a catch and release program at the border. I think we should have a turnaround and a kick in the pants program. Uh, we shouldn't be holding anybody, wasting our tax dollars. In other dollars. words, deport. What? 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 Deport. In other words, if you catch somebody here illegally, I mean, what's the big court case all about? You're here illegally. Goodbye. Yeah, bye. I don't, I don't, know. I don't see what the big old deal about is with, with this catch and release thing. You know, uh, because I, the courts are involved. That's why it screws things up all the time. You know, I, I've been to court, you know, for certain issues and, and people ahead of me that, you know, Hey, Mr. Rodriguez, Mr. Lopez, you know, first, second, third, DUI. Oh, you know, do you have legal status? Can you get your license in, in 30 days? No, I can't. And it's like, wait a minute. Second or third DUI, uh, no legal status. What are we doing here? You shouldn't even be here. Mm-hmm. We just send you back to where you came from. So, All right, my friend. Time. And where they came from is Nirvana because little Dick Durbin of the great state of Illinois has told us many, many times these are not asshole cultures or countries. They're great. They're on the equivalent of the United States, so why not send them back? Yeah, I think they're doing just fine. And I, I'm from the District of uh, California, uh, District 35, um, uh, run by Norma Torres, who's a joke. You Who? be run by Maxi- Norma Torres. Norma Torres? You, you, it used to be run by Maxine Waters. Oh. In, I think the goodness. late 90s. And she abandoned us and went to go mess up another county and. Well, I wish she would abandon all of us, quite frankly. All right, Jonathan, thank you for your call, my friend. 
Let's go to Chris, Boston, Massachusetts, Sirius Satellite. Go. How are you? Yeah. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Uh, first time caller. I, I'm, I'm excited to get through. And uh, thank you, I sir. Say I, I really admire your fight, and I and. Uh, because I have no idea how these liberals think like they do, especially in my state. This my God, you're surrounded, Elizabeth, brother. Home of Elizabeth Warren. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I, I have tell no me idea about how it. she gets a vote. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I listen to all this stuff, and, I, you know, I, I, I love history. I listen to, uh, I mean, I used to love it in school and stuff. And I, I just, I'm confused that a, a true constitutionist like yourself, and, and I believe I, I am as well, how, how, and I'll get off the phone and listen to your answer, but how is that considered, or how did, when did that become considered far right and not the center, and then you go far is it, uh, Isn't right that amazing? Uh, you, know, you're, you make a great point. So in other words, if you embrace the Constitution and the intent of the framers, you're a right winger. Yeah, why? Well, no, thought- no, this is an important point, because my view of the political spectrum, Chris, is that we're in the middle we're not right-wingers or left-wingers. We're constitutionalists. Right? You would be a libertarian. If our left would be, I don't know. But, I mean, you would think it would just be constitutional. Well, I, I've argued that the spectrum is actually a circle. And, uh, and, and where the circle meets, you have the communists and the fascists. And then as the circle moves around, you get to the, the center point of the circle. I'm not saying within the circle, but the center point of the circle you have constitutional Republicans. And I don't mean Republican Party. I mean republics. So constitutional Republicans. We are the center. But, you know, they steal the language, they steal the nomenclature, and, uh, you know, off to the races. Uh, Well, great show. I'm I'm so glad I got through. And uh, keep up the good fight. Good call. By the way, Chris, were you able to handle the uh, Eagles beating the Patriots? Were you able to handle that, my friend? You know, believe it or not, uh, Mark, uh, I won't tell you what I did in my last life. Uh, I was I was in sports, but uh, I was actually glad for the quarterback. Tom Brady's had plenty of championships. And wait a minute, uh, what, now I'm curious. What did you do in your last life? Oh, uh, I played professional baseball. And uh, um, for what for, team? For, for quite a while, the Red Sox. What's your name? Awesome. Holly, you don't want? Do you want? Do you want to tell me? You want to tell Mr. Colson? Uh, I, I don't mind. My name's uh, Chris Howard. I, uh, I pitched a little bit in the red, for the Red Sox, a little, a little with the White Sox, and the. Texas How Rangers. about that, Chris Howard? Yeah. Well, it's a great yeah. honor, my friend. Yeah, and and uh, touche. I I really love your show. Listen to it every night. Tell everybody about it too. Thank you, thank you, Chris. I appreciate that very much, Chris Howard. Man, you never know who's listening to this show. You all listening to the show? Yeah. Rich, New York City, WABC, you have 40 seconds. Go. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Great show. Uh, just you. a quick question. Well, what is the reason for taking an oath before uh, going into office? What is the to reason lie. for that oath? To lie. If your name's Schumer, you just do it because you have to, not because you believe it. All right, my friends. Thank you for putting up with me tonight. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I will see you in 30 minutes on the Fox News Channel on Hannity at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Don't forget to check out Levin TV, and I'll see you here tomorrow. God bless.